We are in many ways creators of our own realities. Advice from Isaac Lidsky, who joins us on this week's episode of Live Happy Now. The ancient Greeks defined happiness as the joy you feel moving towards your potential. To think about positive psychology, it's a science, and it's actually younger than the Internet, believe it or not. The reality is that social connection is, in the research, the greatest predictor we have of long-term happiness. You have some factors in your control that can promote the health and resilience and growth of your absolutely most important asset, which is your brain. And so it all comes down to understanding ourselves. There's a way for all of us to succeed, but, but it might take different things. We're all looking for the same thing, and that's a way to bring a little bit more joy to our day. Join us as we look at the many different paths that lead us to that happy place. This is Live Happy Now. Hello and greetings and welcome to another edition of the Live Happy Now podcast. I'm your host, J.R. Houston. Wherever you are in the world and however you may be listening, we thank you for making us a part of your day. We're very excited about our guest this week and we're very excited about the week because we are coming up on the Happy Acts campaign. We're already in the middle of it and we're coming up on the International Day of Happiness. Now, we want you to take part in the Happy Acts campaign. We're going to make the world a happier place. Hashtag Happy Acts is Live Happy's annual campaign that shares small acts of kindness and helps create a happier world. At least, we like to think so. If you want to take part over the next week, you can go to happyacts.org or text HAPPYACTS that's all one word, HAPPYACTS to 82257. Again, that number 82257 and you text the word HAPPYACTS it's two words, but it's really one word when you text it to 82257. And what we're encouraging you to do is to take photographs of yourself committing happy acts or small acts of kindness that help make the world a better place. Now, I know it can be a little bit awkward. The idea isn't to brag. It's to show people that even small acts of kindness can make this world better. At least that's our goal. Our goal for today, though, is to get you to listen to this podcast with Isaac Linsky, whose viral TED Talk has already reached more than a million people. Now, he graduated from Harvard and Harvard Law School and the only blind person to serve as a law clerk for the U.S. Supreme Court. His debut book, Eyes Wide Open, was cited by the Washington Post among 10 key leadership books in 2017. You may remember him as a child actor. He played Weasel on NBC's Saved by the Bell, The New Class. But his life has become so much more since then. Well, Isaac, I'm really excited to have you on the program because we're all about overcoming adversity. And certainly you, I think, provide inspiration and a a wonderful story for a lot of people. You have proven that you can play the nerdy character on the Saved by the Bell franchise and still be successful later in life. I think that's tremendous. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) No, obviously you have overcome a lot of things and you have done a lot of incredible things in your life. Uh, We've talked to some folks who have lost their sight before on this program and, and many people outside of it. Do you believe that going blind in many ways actually helped you rather than hinder you in as you as you work towards your achievements? Sure. So, you know, as, as I talk about in my book, going blind really was, at the end of the day, a profound blessing in, in my life. Um, I lost my sight, but in, in the process, I gained a vision. Um, so the way in which I kind of lost my sight slowly over time gave me a sort of peek behind the proverbial curtain into the way in which we really uh, have an awesome power to control our, our own reality. And I mean, those insights extended to all sorts of aspects of my life. And Really, really made me um, uh, empowered to to build a blessed life for myself. 
Do you think that, uh, well, I guess I should ask, what are some of the things that you don't necessarily think you would have been able to uh, envision or see had you not had this, uh, what many would consider a setback? Yeah, so... I mean, sight is it's, – it's a fascinating thing. It's something that we, we take for granted. I took for granted when I could see, and, and we, we experience it as something that's passive and immediate and sort of objective truth, capital T, and sort of there's the world. It, it turns out sight is really this immersive virtual reality that the brain is, is creating for us. Uh, it's, it's a unique experience. It, it implicates our memories, our opinions, our emotions, all sorts of stuff. So, um, I the the insight that I gained in, in in losing my sight really was was just that 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 we are in many ways sort of creators of our reality, uh, but then sort of perceive perceive it as uh, you know inalterable uh, a truth as you know objective truth. And mm. you know that idea is a, is a powerful one when you extend it to other aspects of life, like you know overcoming fear. Um, you know, strength in, in, in times of adversity and uh, our misconceptions about luck, our misconceptions about uh, strength and weakness and acceptance and vulnerability and on and on and on. So um, I call, you know, my book is called Eyes Wide Open and I, I call my sort of vision of life uh, the Eyes Wide Open vision. And it, it really was just that. It was an eye-opening experience for me. And again, the book is out. It is available, Eyes Wide Open. Isaac Lidsky joining us here on the Live Happy Now podcast. You mentioned the misperception of luck. I take it you, you're you one of those people that believes you can make your own luck. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, so I definitely think that obviously there are, there are aspects of life that are beyond our control, the you know, random rolls of the dice and, and you know, that kind of thing. So, but I think that the, while the, the force of luck is sort of pervasive in our lives, I think we, we tend to oversimplify uh, luck and we tend to um, <clears throat> maybe um, underestimate the extent to which uh, you know we play a role really in, in shaping our luck. So, yeah, you got that right. That was a good guess. Yeah, there's. I think there's a lot of people who feel like, oh, you know, I just didn't didn't catch the breaks. Well, you also maybe weren't so proactive in making the circumstances so that you could catch those breaks. I think that's an important thing for people to kind of, of understand the difference. Have you found that uh, since becoming blind and since going through all the things you went through, whether it be, uh, you know, coming through law school, uh, working uh, as a clerk in the Supreme Court and uh, your own private law practice and then the troubles uh, early on with your company, do you find that you've become more mindful of situations and it, and it helps you to sort of step back and, and assess your situations a little bit better? Oh, there, there's no question about it. I mean, you know, for, for, for me, um, sort of at, at the core of, of, of Eyes Wide Open and the sort of the upshot of these experiences that I've had in my life is, is really just a, um, an unyielding, um, zealous sort of commitment to complete accountability in every moment, to really stop and think, um, you know, what, what do I really know versus what I think I know? Uh, how am I choosing uh, to live right in this moment? You know, uh, who, who, who am I choosing to be in this moment? And it, it really is just that. It's about awareness and accountability as, as, as far as I'm concerned. There, I'm sure, were a lot of cases where you uh, had to be very accountable working with two of the most, really the most famous women uh, in the United States uh, and possibly the world. You worked as a clerk uh, for both uh, Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Were there any lessons that you learned working for those two women that, that you are applying to your life, kind of in that same vein of overcoming things, maybe? Sure. So that... <laughs> It's funny you mentioned. I used to I used to uh, be able to boast that I clerked for every female justice in the history of the U.S. Supreme Court. <laughs> um, 
today I can only say I've clerked for half of them, uh, which is, is progress in, in, in my estimation. But sure. uh, they're both both very remarkable women. I learned a tremendous amount from uh, both very different women. Um, you know, certainly at the end of the day, I mean, talk about um, an unwillingness to uh, to yield to circumstance or to, uh, you know, embrace sort of excuses. Um, they they are definitely, uh, you know, sort of national treasures who, who charted their own course and who, uh, you know, created the lives they wanted to live for themselves. So um, they're, they're both inspirations to me, absolutely. I would imagine coming out of that, of course, you you uh, you come out of, of clerking there, you open your own practice, and then uh, you've got kids on the way. It's triplets. You're coming back here. What were those sort of – what were the thoughts going through your head at that time? You're thinking, oh, my goodness, I've already done all this. Now here's this new challenge. Yeah, so um, – <laughs> Dorothy, you know – when we found out Dorothy was pregnant, before we found out it was triplets, our favorite topic of conversation was whether we were going to have a second child or not. <laughs> um, and we we spent hours uh, debating that subject, uh, and it was you know it was it was our favorite pastime. Um, so you know there's there's a, a part of the book that the sort of title of the section is. Uh, man plans God laughs, which is one of my favorite uh, favorite expressions. So, you know, I, I have uh, learned repeatedly in my life. Um, you know, you you make plans in postulation, right? Not not in prediction, and you just kind of roll with uh, with the punches. We certainly were not expecting triplets, sure, uh, but we're very we're very blessed to have them. Yeah, very. And uh, one thing I've always wondered about, too, and we've talked with some other folks before, do you find that you're enjoying your kids in a different way or a way that maybe you can appreciate the the world that they're in, uh, given that you can't see the world that they're in right now? You know, we definitely, you know, cr- create a, a bond in terms of their sort of awareness and, tu- and sort of intuitive nature and, and how they kind of have to interact with me versus other folks. And, and that's that's a beautiful thing uh, to see. Really, more so than my blindness, though, uh, frankly, you know, the, the, the triplet pregnancy is a, is a complicated one, an arduous one. And oh, yeah. Dorothy uh, wound up spending um, about a month on bed rest in the hospital with some, some real serious concerns about the survival, frankly, of our children. And then they spent 70 days. Uh, in the neonatal intensive care unit. So uh, the fact that they're here and healthy and happy and, and, and really thriving is um, is miraculous. So I, I'm just uh, overwhelmed with uh, sort of gratitude and, and uh, a sense of, of grace whenever I'm with my children, and uh, it's a nice feeling. Yeah, that's fantastic. I just I can't imagine myself coming home and thinking, oh, my goodness, here's three kids on the way. And and uh, and then they have the like you said, the issues they had coming uh, gr- coming out and and uh, and growing up. It's fantastic that they're they're, they're doing happy. They're ha- happy and healthy now. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, <laughs> to, 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 to put it in context, you know, all three of them combined weighed less than seven and a half pounds when they were born. My My son, one of my sons who. The doctors uh, were, were were very concerned about the whole way through the pregnancy. He weighed uh, about a pound and a half when he was born. So, oh my goodness, um, they are miracles, and we're we're very blessed to have them. I think that's a really important thing uh, for people as well, that you're taking this, you're looking at this from a different angle. A lot of people, I think, you know, you have issues with your children, and that can be one of the scariest things that happens in your life. You love them unconditionally from the minute you know they're going to exist. And to have those issues, but now you look at it as such a blessing. I, I think that's an incredible shift in pers- in uh, perspective. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we live in celebration of the you know daily miracles that occur in 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 NICUs in you know neonatal intensive care units, and um, you know our our children are a testament uh, to those NICUs and, and a gift uh, from from one of them in particular. And, um, it, it's just it's an amazing thing. It's, it's an overwhelming sense of gratitude, really, when I when I stop and think about my kids. Well, we're really, we're really happy that they're doing well as well. The next thing that you tackled, and you, like I said, there are so many things that you have tackled, was uh, starting a business, well, buying a business and then building it up from, uh, from almost nothing to an incredibly, uh, incredibly successful business. What are some things you wish you had known when you started that you know now? Well, I, I wish I had known uh, just uh, just how <laughs> uh, how badly the business was performing. My 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 college roommate Zach and I bought this business. Uh, really, you know, me coming from the world of law, him coming from the world of finance. He kept his you know fancy day job. I was going to leave mine and run it. And we ran the numbers. We had spreadsheets. We had a you know investment thesis and. Uh, at the end of the day, we showed up, and, and really it was you know nonsense, garbage in, garbage out. Nobody really knew what was going on with the business, and it was it was basically hemorrhaging money. So, uh, if I if I would have loved to have known that going in, yeah. <laughs> probably probably would not have bought the business. But um, thank God, you know, again, blessed, great team of people, right vision, right time, and uh, with with a tremendous amount of hard work, uh, we were able to uh, to to turn the business around and then and grow it immensely. And and now it's just. Uh, it is succeeding beyond my wildest imagination. So, and you had an incredible support system too. And and this story is is, is one that I that I'd heard and, and read about you as we were getting prepared for this. That uh, at one point uh, your roommate said that uh, he had built this financial security and we'd you'd ruined it in a couple months. And and but you had your mother was able to come through and help you out, uh, kind of at the bottom. What's it like to have a, such an incredible support system like that around you? Yeah, you know, there's there's infinite wisdom uh, in, in mothers and and, uh, and 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 infinite love often as well. You know, my mom. The short pro short version of it is basically, without a moment's sort of hesitation or frankly uncertainty as to as to sort of my my abilities or or the outcome, offered up her life savings uh, and and really encouraged me to take them to to put into the business to buy ourselves the time to to write the ship. And that's something I talk about in the book at length. And, you know, of course, Dorothy, my wife was, was with me, you know, every sort of crazy step of the way as mm -hmm. I left behind my very promising legal career to, 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 to run a construction company in Orlando and not the, not the most obvious career choice uh, there. But uh, so you're right. Tons of support. Um, I couldn't have done it without either of those very strong women in my life. And you you mentioned leaving a very uh, promising legal career. Before that, of course, you were an actor. You were uh, Weasel on Saved by the Bell, the new class. That's right. And it seems like you kind of you've jumped from di doing different things. That is it. What did they just interest you at the time, or was there you felt like a sort of a guiding hand pushing you towards those choices? Yeah, you know, I joke that I'm kind of like the Forrest Gump of blind guys. I, uh, <laughs> I've. Uh... I've been very lucky. I've been very blessed. Uh, you know, part of the sort of eyes wide open philosophy that is my my daily uh, you know my daily aspiration is my sort of my, my daily discipline. Um, really, is to is you know involves again that accountability, being being uh, honest with yourself as to what it is you want, what your definition of success is, what you're trying to accomplish. And as I've you know evolved and grown and 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 moved from you know different sort of chapters of my life, that that's changed, and and I've. Um, you know, I've been blessed to to, to you know uh, make to sort of 
close one chapter and open the next. So, you know, acting, I, I ran a, founded an internet advertising technology business between college and law school. And that was, was great for a while. And then law school was fun. And here we go. So, I mean, I, I love it. I've been uh, drinking uh, from the proverbial fire hose of life and, and, um, and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, you're definitely a bit of a uh, bit of a renaissance man there. I mean, if we if you end up with a shrimp in business, uh, like uh, <laughs> you know that be <laughs> yeah, exactly. that could be the next step. You never know. Exactly what do you think? Right. What do you think has been most rewarding about entrepreneurship, especially versus the other uh, really three careers that you that you've had over the course of your life at 37, no less. Yeah, so the, the, this my experience with ODC Construction has been immensely rewarding. Uh, it's a beautiful thing we, you know, to in essence create, you know, create a business and and to work with a group of, uh, of talented and motivated people. My my uh, leadership team, our leadership team at ODC Construction has really just uh, it's just an exceptional group of people that uh, you know works extremely uh, hard, um, but ha- you know we we have a culture of uh, of excellence, of loyalty, of teamwork, uh, and those aren't really just you know just words. Um, and to, to sort of sit back and watch how how my team has matured, evolved, progressed, uh, and then what they've been what they've managed to accomplish uh, in in business terms is just it's it's amazing. It's an amazing experience. So um, uh, I feel lucky to be able to work with them. I think one thing that I really appreciate about having you on, and I think that's part of why I'm stumbling over words, is you just hit on so many of the things that we talk about on this podcast all the time. <laughs> you obviously have grit because you've overcome some disappointments uh, and you've overcome uh, some serious adversity. You uh, also are very mindful of everything going on. And another thing that we like to talk about is being appreciative and being grateful for things. And sure. I've, I've read that uh, about your company, of course, you started out very very small and you had the financial issues early on, but you don't subcontract. You've got this amazing team of laborers and you treat them uh, like, like princes. It seems like you guys are always uh, showing appreciation to the folks who are, who are doing work for you. Uh, Why do you believe that's important for people who are in your position? Well, I mean, it's, it's the right, it's the right thing to do. I I don't know any other way. Um, You know, we, I, I, you, know, you, you touch on our, on our labor force and whatnot. You know, I, I have joked the whole way through, only kind of half joked, I guess, that I, you know, I get to walk around the office and uh, pretend like I'm busy and doing important things. But you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, we're a construction company, and you know, you know, this, you know, in this day and age, you know, thousands of people on a daily basis are are you know are in the field building success for ODC, and um, you know, we we rise and fall uh, on their backs, you know, quite literally. So. Um, we love them. We appreciate them, and we try to make ODC a place that they want to work and are proud to uh, proud to be a part of. And one thing I read about too, uh, I can't remember if it was you or, or your partner who had mentioned uh, in the Inc. magazine profile that uh, they also, because they appreciated the way they were treated and, and the way that uh, that the work was being done you found it a lot easier to recruit because they were telling their friends uh, in the midst of an economic downturn, like, hey, there's this company that that treats their workers correctly and values their happiness and well-being. Yeah, it's a virtuous cycle. It really is. And, um, you know, when when all the all the studies show all the. You know all the data shows you know, when, when people uh, are happy, feel motivated, feel part of something special. Um, you know they thrive, and the organization thrives. Um, and you know it's it's a beautiful thing. So that's definitely been our our philosophy as a, as a leadership team. We also frankly have a lot of fun together. We I refuse to take 
myself seriously at all, or frankly, really anybody seriously. And um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sure as heck not, not going to let anyone around me uh, take myself too seriously. So, uh, or take me too seriously. So, you know, we, we have a lot of fun too, and it, it's great. We know, you know, we know we're not curing diseases. We're, you know, we're a construction company, but um, we take pride in what we do and we try to deliver excellence for our, our customers. Which is is valuably important, especially in in an era where we're we're looking for uh, more and better housing. So you're you're doing fantastic work. You may, it might not be curing cancer, but you're you're providing shelter for people. So that's that's an incredibly uh, uh, wonderful purpose uh, to serve as well. So much is is in this book, eyes wide open. It is available uh, wherever fine books are sold. Uh, that we, I feel like we haven't even scratched the surface on this. <laughs> where can where else can folks get the book? And they order it online. Is it available in uh, in? Sure. Yeah, sure. So, um, yep, a major publisher. It's available any you know, any retailer online or otherwise, and. Um, if folks are interested in, in getting some more information uh, about me or the book before, um, you know, they could always go to my website, which is just my last name, Lidsky, L-I-D, as in David, S as in Sam, K-Y, dot com. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I, I hope I said eyes wide open and not eyes wide shut. That could be a completely different thing for people to be looking up the name of the yeah, book. No, this is my, my, mine's more of a family show. You yeah. know, this is, uh, <laughs> We're not having these weird parties us. in Paris. We're just no, dealing no, with the adversity. No. of. All right. Well, we appreciate you coming on the program. And uh, as time goes on, we'd, we'd love to catch up and uh, get more updates as, as you uh, face more, more challenges and more successes in your life. Thank you. I appreciate it. Sharing my uh, my vision really is a calling for me these days, so I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Thanks again. If you'd like to view Isaac's TED Talk or get more information about Eyes Wide Open, visit livehappynow.com. And while you're surfing around on the Internet, there are a few things that we would like you to do. Check out happyacts.org and find the Happy Acts calendar and ways that you can help push happiness throughout the world. That's our goal, and we hope that it is yours as well. You can get involved again at happyacts.org, or you can text happyacts, again, all one word, to 82257. If there's anything you liked about this episode, anything you took away, or maybe something you'd like to hear on a future episode, let us know about it. You can tweet us at livehappy, find us on facebook.com slash livehappy, or send us an email, podcast at livehappy.com. For everyone here at Live Happy, I am J.R. Houston saying so long, and thank you for helping us to live happy.